Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, and thanks for downloading the Sun Ranto Show, which is brought to you by all of our Patreon supporters, who we call the Super Ranters. For more information how you can become a Super Ranter and listen to the Sun Ranto Show early and ad-free, join our Patreon campaign and support us at patreon.com slash sunranto. Do it today, and you'll never have to hear me ask you again. Here's the show. Um, hi, everybody. Uh, Cubs uh, lose, unfortunately. That was uh, pretty disappointing. They were back-and-forth kind of battle today, and unfortunately, the Cubs came up on the short end of it. I don't think there's any surprises uh, from anybody here. I, you know, I'm just happy we didn't get swept by the Pirates. That was... Uh, kind of a difficult, I mean, it's been difficult this whole year. You know, I don't think the Cubs have swept anybody. And to really look at this Pirates team with, you know, these really young guys like O'Neill Cruz and, um, gosh, who's the guy that just uh, scored the winning run? Uh, you know, for for him to be, uh, you know, for Hayes, for them to be uh, such young players with such hope, coming up and our dudes, we just don't have that. Like Morel's kind of a surprise in general. Like we didn't expect anything uh, out of Christopher. Most people didn't even hear of him before this year started. And, uh, you know, it just kind of, I'm not seeing two teams going in different directions. I'm seeing one team that uh, is, has their prospects coming up right now. Maybe where the Cubs will be in two, three years when you get your Pete Crow Armstrongs and your Canarios coming through. That's where the Pirates are now. So they're, uh, they seem to be ahead of us. Um, I mean, you look at – I went to the game on Tuesday, and you saw O'Neill Cruz out there. Big dude, covering a lot of ground, really smooth fielding, arm for days, driving in runs. I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty incredible. Uh, he seems like to be an incredible ball player. I don't think the Pirates will ever spend money around these guys and really be formidable for years in a row. But if they hit on a bunch of guys at once, they could have a pretty good team. Um, so the reason I, I like doing these Twitter spaces is because I like talking to you guys. So uh, I would love it if somebody requested the mic. Um, one idea I had for a uh, topic that maybe we could discuss is, uh, first of all, the uh, the Jed press conference. And I don't know if anybody heard that uh, the other day, but Jed, well, it wasn't a press conference. He went on, uh, he went on Cap and Jay Hood. He talked to Kaplan. To be honest, like I could only listen to about half of it before I was just like, "This isn't telling me anything." Um, basically, Kaplan would say how he felt, like, "Oh, the Cubs fell too too in love with their guys. They they felt too in love with their core," and. You know, then you didn't trade anybody after 2016, and that's why you didn't have a good farm system because you couldn't shake it up well. And Jed's like, "Yeah, absolutely, I totally agree with you." 
and um, you know, just more agreeing with him, like being a yes man, like almost contradicting himself in the fact that it may he's making it sound like, um, oh yeah, we're going to compete right now. We're we're going to c- keep competing every single year. What happened this year was our veterans got hurt, like Suzuki and Stroman and Miley. But if those guys would have worked out, we'd probably be I don't know in first place. Like that's kind of how he's making it sound. Whereas. Uh, it seems like uh, he's also talking about it, the other side of his mouth being like, we got to work on developing guys. Like that's the name of the game. So it's like, he's having it both ways. And I, and I know that a lot of the, a lot of times with these guys are trained to basically gaslight the fans to sell tickets. And I mean, I just feel like Cub fans are way too smart to have that, to be gaslit in that way. Like tell us something we don't already freaking know. Um, I don't know. Uh, I want to know what you guys uh, think about that press conference. Uh, anybody hear it? Anybody uh, as annoyed as me about it? Um, just the lack of transparency. Please request the mic if you would like to talk. Otherwise, I'll just keep yapping on. Um, yeah, I mean, the other thing, like, he, he talks about, like, building a new core, but also, like, not having a core anymore. I mean, not as much in those words as well. I mean, I think these, those are all like hyperbolic words that we used almost in hindsight, like four horsemen or something like that. And then you feel like, you know, this is a group that's going to be together. And, you know, you had the Brizzo souvenir company and you can't have one without the other. And like all that was, very much felt like we were being sold that as a core situation. I think that the Cubs don't want to do that as much because then we fall, the fans fall into in love with the guys and then we're mad every time they make a move, even if it's a good move. Um, but yeah, I mean the, I don't even want to hear Jed talk. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Like I was listening to it for 15 minutes. I think the whole thing was half hour long. And just about halfway through it, I'm like, man, the only one that's saying anything and giving any opinions here is Kaplan. He's saying what every Cub fan is thinking, that we just want some accountability in this in this place. We want you to tell us that you're rebuilding and you won't. Um, you want to keep, keep selling tickets at 100. But and Cap even asked about that. It's like you got the highest ticket price in baseball. What are you doing out there? You, you know what? You can't charge $100 on a Tuesday night and put out some garbage and then lose 22 to 5. You can't you can't do that. It's I mean basically I feel bad for the season ticket holders because they're the ones that bought the t- tickets before the season began on the hope that with Suzuki and a Stroman signing and picking up Miley and, and the lip service that they were giving us, uh, that it was possible that they were going to be putting together a competitive team this year. I don't think that was ever their intention. Uh, Mark, uh, I'm going to add you as a speaker here, as you've requested the mic. Um, you got to unmute yourself, but... How you doing? Oh, hey, Danny. How you doing? Good. How, how are you? I'm doing? good, man. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you. Um, I didn't really listen to the full Jed Hoyer press conference or whatever it was on uh, Cap and J Hood, but 
I agree. Um, mostly just because I, I think that I think at this point, Jed's just done repeating the same phrase. Uh, we're trying to build the next great Cubs team. I think he's probably he wants to puke in his mouth every time he wants to say that. Um, but so I want to puke all over him too every time he <laughs> says that. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit hyperbolic at this point. Yeah, you know? and I think it, he's aware. It sounds like I I'm think watching. I'm pretty sure, and this is more like the fans, but I think he wants to see more results, just like we do. But because there's been so many injuries, and because there's been so many, um, not just on the like major league team, but also in the minors, like some of our top prospects are out for the year now. So, yeah, that that. I, I get it. Like it, this whole year has just been a wash, and I, as fans, like it's just kind of hard to know what type of rebuild this is because you kind of felt like maybe by the trade de- deadline we would have a good idea of like where this like whole rebuild, whatever it is, is going to go. But now it's just up in the air because of all the uncertainty. Yeah, and who uh, Ethan Roberts? We just got the bad news. I think today, yeah, Tommy John that. He's going to need Tommy John, so that's going to set him back a little bit. Um, I mean, what, two years at least? Probably. At, yeah, I mean, something like that. And usually these guys come back stronger, but you never know. But that's a really disappointing situation with that. And also, you, you we've already been through this with, I mean, where the hell is Braylon Marquez? Where uh, Miguel Amaya, we don't know what's happening with him. Uh, Ed Howard got hurt. Um, and is out for the year. So, yeah, it's like they really seem to get bit by that injury bug, right? And, and I mean, so what is that? Is that going to be their excuse now to not spend money? Well, our prospects, they're all hurt. So now it's three more years. You have to wait. So we're going to have a $20 million payroll for the, you know, we're going to become the Pirates, which, hey, they beat us today. But, yeah, I mean, um, and kudos to the pirates because they've been so bad for so long that all these guys that are coming up are like top five prospects. So O'Neill Cruz is like a unicorn. So the Cubs don't have that. Like that's plain and simple. So all these guys that the pirates have are better prospects than the Cubs are going to have in like three years or so. Yeah, they are. And, and, and the sad thing is they're Bob Nutting will not spend any money around their they're incredible players. Like if you, if you could, if the Pirates could take, if they would have kept like a, any of those pitchers that they had, for example, like you know Garrett Cole or uh, you know Tyone or you know they they didn't keep anybody. They had to get rid of them all. But they 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 just never. But they'll compete in that one window when they've got them, and then they got to get rid of everybody all at once. So because uh, yeah. they won't pay. Um, Jared is in the room. Uh, what do you got to say for yourself, Jared? Hey, Danny, how we doing? Can you hear me? Yeah, it's it's okay. It's a little muffly, but I think we can make it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll work with it. So, yeah, I, I think one thing that doesn't really get brought up enough here uh, between Jed and uh, uh, Tom, I, I kind of think they're actually afraid to spend, you know, being a top eight payroll team or so, knowing that they're still going to have a losing record. And now that the prospects are, are so far off, uh, you know, they really have no choice to spend. So that kind of leaves seasons like this where, you know, they could go out and sign a bunch of one-year guys, possibly getting up to the uh, the luxury tax range, but they choose not to because I, I really think they're just afraid of having that criticism. If they are, you know, like I said, a top-eight payroll team and still having a losing record, they're going to eat a lot of shit. I mean, you know where I'm, where I'm coming from on that? Yeah, I, I do know where you cut because it, it really it's like what you, you, you can kind of look around this team and maybe look at their last offseason and 
you could say, would there be a place that they could pick up three to four 20, 20 to $30 million players and have that have moved the needle to a place where you are a legitimate contender for, I mean, not just making one of those clown ball 14th playoff spot, like a wild, like a wild card situation, but a real legitimate can hang around in the postseason. Like what, what, were there three guys? Like if you sign Scherzer, Correa, and maybe Schwarber, are you all of a sudden, is that enough? I don't know. Because you look around at the injuries that you have and, uh, you know, no closer really except for, I guess, David Robertson. I mean, whatever. I, I mean, he, it's a one-year deal. It's not like – I mean, they're just – it's closer by committee in a way. The whole bullpen's by committee right now. Um but I, I don't know. Do, do, what do you guys think? Do you think that three players, like just spending money, uh, putting yourself into the top eight payroll would be enough to do anything? Well, they spent $170 million on Suzuki and Stroman, and look at where that's got us. So they're going to have to spend probably a little bit more than just three players, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think – I mean, that's what I'm – I think that's the point that – uh, Jared is making too is that it's it's not enough just to put yourself into the payroll. You really do have to have some re- legitimate studs coming up through your system. Otherwise, exactly. It, it so won't it's be not enough. just like you can't. I we do want to spend money like us fans. Like we want Jed to spend money, but at the same time, you got to have like you know the minor leaguers like Pete Armstrong, Brennan Davis. Those guys come up and show you that they're capable of being a part of the next core. But since a lot of these guys are years away, you know, you kind of have to do it in the short term. Like, I would be okay, honestly, if they did, like, two- or three-year deals. Like, spend it on some guys that can, like, be major league, you know, capable. Even if it is in the short term, you just have to have players ready instead of, like, these one-year guys. Sorry, I, I think my mic was off. I was talking and not uh, – I don't think it was coming through. Yeah, but, like, the one-year guys being more like uh, just dudes that you flip, like a uh, Jock Peterson sort of situation. Um, I think we got young Niall in the room. Yeah, that's me. Is that, how's that head hey. around? Hey, how's, how you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Um Actually, I actually speaking of of Jock Peterson, there's actually like a couple of things that I want to talk about in terms of like the holes in the team. Um, like you look at the teams that have that have uh, gone the whole way and won the World Series in the last while. It's literally like the, the Cubs are plagued by injuries at the moment. But teams that have had that in the past, it's always been you know next guy up, next guy up, just having people there that can cover the holes. But like the Cubs roster, like they're they're starting nine, like full of holes already. So if so there's injuries, like, what are you going to do? You have nothing to fill those holes with. Well, we've seen that all year. <laughs> much. I mean, it's like, yeah, there, yeah, there isn't a next guy up. I mean, or if, if it isn't, I mean, I guess you do have it like, Oh, Andrelton Simmons is injured. So I guess we'll have Nico Horner play short and then now he'll be at second. And then, you know, you've got, you've got kind of a lot of mediocrity to fill in. Um, I mean, some, it's hard to say, like, nobody's bad in and of themselves on the team, 
they are all role players on other teams. Like it's almost like we've got a whole team full of bench bats or, or platoon guys like Frank Schwindel and is fine. Um, Alfonso Rivas is fine, but, but they, they have to be combined into one good player in order for it to be effective on a team. You just have, you have a next guy up, but he's just as mediocre as the guy you had before. Like you don't really have, besides like a Wilson Contreras, who's going to, who's on his way out the door. You don't really have, um, any superstars on this team, you know? Um, it's, so it's, it's, I don't know. So if you get his backup up there, they're usually not that much better or worse than the guy you had before. It's all kind of just middling. Um, including their payroll. It's totally right in the middle of the league, but it's, um, I don't know. Uh, let's, uh, let's take another, uh, Cub Druggist. I'm going to add you as a speaker. Hey, K Pasa, Cub Druggist. Oh, hey, Danny. Uh, hey, how are you? <laughs> well, after two and a half years of dealing with this shit, and you know what shit I'm talking about, the Corona bug has finally caught me. Oh, no. So that's fun, but uh, no, it's not. No, it's not. It really isn't. Uh, but when you bring up Contreras, you brought up one thing that just really, really just completely pisses me off when I hear the you know them talk about the next core, because your core should always be there, you know. And they're and they've pretty much there's no reason that one of Rizzo uh, and and that crew plus Contreras can't be the core until they retire. I, I, whenever I hear them say the next Cubs core, I want to reach to the radio and ch- choke them because that, that phrase just sets me off. Well, it's, it's frustrating in a couple ways for me to hear that because, A, don't, don't give us a core and then call them the core and then don't treat them like a core. I mean, that's – all the Cubs that we had felt really disposable towards the end. Yep. I thought there was going to be some kind of continuum, yep. you know, like a Rizzo, like find the money for Bryant, even if you have even, you know, 2020 with Javi right now. But, you know, even if you were to lock somebody up of that from that so-called core, you have some continuum on the situation. Yep. Whereas now it feels like they, they don't want to do it. I feel like everybody's trade bait right now. Uh, Contreras, obviously, because I, I, we were talking on one of these before, and Crawley was on, saying, he goes, people, please stop saying extend Wilson Contreras. It's not going to happen. It is not going to happen, sake. no. He's not, yeah, Susan? it's not happening. No. Because it's over. If you know, Now would be, now he's going to go to free agency, and now he's going to apply for a bunch of different teams' uh, offers. And then it, you but yeah, but who are you going to get? Now you're just kicking the can down the road. Yep. Where the hell is Miguel Amaya? It's not like he's been up doing anything. He's he's hurt, not even playing. Then you got like a situation like Ian Happ, who might have like another year or two on his contract. But you know he's having a good year. Might as well sell high and just get everybody new and see if you can't hit. But now you're acting like the Pirates, and and I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be good enough to compete with the big boys like your Yankees and Dodgers, you know? No, and, and um, you know, and, and, you know, I mean, it's been said ad nauseum, but, you know, <laughs> the Cubs should never be down with the Pirates, like ever. 
Yeah, not only should not only should they not be down with the Pirates and like losing as many games uh, as them. We came up in with pretty equal records, and now they just took three or four. So not only that, but like even you should never be spending like the Pirates and charging like the Cubs. That's my issue. Yeah, you you can you can uh, you can say okay, we're going to rebuild. We're going to build from the bottom up. We really screwed up with our last core. We fell too lo- in love with our guys. Da da da. Whatever you have to do to make a culpa that out, and then you got to lower ticket prices because you know you got to have specials like you know three. I, like they sent me an email, to, a, a text today. The Cubs did. Yep. They're like I got the same one. The one that said, "Oh, well, first beer on us. Cheapest yeah. t- cheapest tickets fifty dollars plus fees." You know well as well as I do that you can get into any of those games, get in fee for ten dollars or even free from somebody who's just dumping a ticket. And like, so don't tell me about your free twelve dollar beer that should only cost eight bucks too. But like, show me some real value in yeah. going out to that ballpark well, if you want. And they don't; they just don't care. But they're they're because their Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays are going to be packed if the weather's nice. And they know that. So they got two months of money coming their way, and then maybe they'll throw us some bullshit deals at the end of it. Um, we got another request. Oh, we got Seth in here. Um, uh, Seth, I believe I've added you as a speaker. Seth. Hey, Danny. How you doing? Hey, Seth. How are you? Good. So you on the... The ranters thread today on the Sun Ranto Ranters page. Uh, it's getting uh, easier and easier to rant about this shit. That's how this <laughs> show started. That's ten years ago. It's been ten years. I was around from the first rebuild. <laughs> that's when I started the stupid podcast. Well, and and that's I mean the, the the thing that I think with this rebuild that is the most infuriating is hearing Jed say, "Oh, when the money's the when it's time to spend, the money will be there." Last time we at least had something to look forward to and things to hang our hat on. At this point, we've got, uh, I think it was Gordon Wittenmeyer had the report this morning that people are openly saying a free agent like Aaron Judge isn't going to sign with a loser like the Cubs. We, we We can't spend right now. No one wants to take our money because we're terrible. Yeah. Well, and th- and that's an issue because back before when they got your John Lester's coming uh, to the to the team and and when they signed Jason Hayward, uh, the way they were able to woo some of these players who even signed for less money than they were reportedly offered in other places, uh, the way they did that was with a shiny new clubhouse and you know, and uh, I I guess like Ricketts got involved with a lot of that stuff and you know the the idea that there was this. Um, kind of great white whale of winning the World Series that, you know, that these players, if you could be one of the ones that really broke the drought and a hero forever. And that all happened um, for the guys that, that did that. That is not an offer that you could put on the table anymore. <laughs> now the clubhouse smells like Rizzo's armpits. You know, there's that stain where, you know, Javier Baez accidentally, you know, spilled a Coca-Cola in the club. You know, like it's a, it's a little it's not worn out at all, you know, but it's it's not the same as it was. And, and also the blooms off the rose for the Cubs fandom of. Well, and, and not and not just the fans, but now you I mean, you have to assume take a take a big name free agent for next offseason like Aaron Judge. She's sitting in a clubhouse with Anthony Rizzo. 
You think Anthony Rizzo is turning to Aaron Judge and saying, oh, my God, this is such a great organization to play for. They're going to treat you right. They're going to respect you. They're going to pay you fairly. No. Not to mention that Judge is going to have Ian Happ and Wilson Contreras to talk to in a few weeks, too. Yeah, exactly. And I and I do wonder, like, and I, I'm curious because I don't follow, like, the needs of a lot of other teams, you know, so, like anybody that maybe had a, a huge, you know, a huge injury that they, but they're, this is their window of contention and they're going to need some help down the line. Like, I haven't really looked into that yet because it's a little early to start looking to, into trade deadline because it doesn't add, it'll really come till the end, that last week. But it's interesting that you, you mentioned the Yankees, they've already got a really good team. And you wonder, uh, they've, I think they got the best record in baseball right now. I mean, I don't, maybe they stand put and don't give up some of their prospects if they feel like they can compete with what they have. Um, but I do wonder where these guys are going because they're obviously getting shipped out. And um, I don't, I kind of think Hap might stick around. I, I I would agree with you, except that he's the union rep, and if there's one thing I don't trust the Ricketts around, it's the unionists. <laughs> well, they have to have one union rep. There's always going to be one of them. They have to have one. Right, but like hey, Ian Happ has been very vocal with the podcast. He's been super active and sort of like fomenting fan movement. You, yeah. you can probably find someone who will be a little bit less outspoken publicly. Uh, especially since nobody on the team is anyone who would who anyone would recognize walking down the street at this point. <laughs> well, I mean, they DFA'd Fl- Clint Frazier just for <laughs> yelling about the Yankees. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, I thought that was funny. I don't know if you saw this Clint Frazier story. Not to totally change the subject, but apparently he wants to be known as Jackson Frazier now. <laughs> hey, I mean, do you, would you want to be known as Clint Frazier? I mean, it's I, I don't know if I'd want to be known as Jackson Frazier either. I mean, you know, I mean, it's just it's funny that he's trying to do some kind of alter ego, goes to the minor leagues and he just wants to be like, well, it's not really me. <laughs> it's, it's he's trying no, to get out of having to pay for the uh, show dinners when he gets to Iowa. Yeah. Oh, no. Clint Frazier. Yo, you mean that first round pick? Oh, that's not me. That's <laughs> that's that's Clint Frazier. I'm Jackson Frazier is is uh, hick cousin. So, um yeah, dude. I I I just uh, it, you know, getting back to like the the conversation about the the team that's actually on the on the field right now. I don't know which, who's going to be gone. Like you got to think that some somebody like your Ortega might find himself as a role player on another team. That I mean, you're not going to get a lot for Ortega, obviously. But like yo, you know, the guy can hit. Take some a good lefty bat, maybe a bench bat, and for one of these uh, teams that just like a piece, you know, because we have a lot of pieces. Uh, I, I don't know. We'll see if they can get anything done, or like even throw them in, throw them in, and give us a little bit something else. Um, you even wonder somebody like a Patrick Wisdom, you know? Um, I know he's young and cheap. I mean, I, I mean, sorry, I know he's cheap and <laughs> not young, but like. Hey, if you can get something for him and all that power, you know, even though he is cheap and you could have him for the next few years as you rebuild, if you could get something for him now, I mean, you're not competing this year, ship him off. Like, I don't know. I think they'll listen to, to, uh, they'll probably listen to to, uh, teams ask about anybody. I mean, other than, I mean, Suzuki has a no trade clause, and I guess Hayward has 10 and 5 rights. 
but is there anybody else who uh, no one else is really worth holding on to at this point at the beginning of the year i would have said kyle hendricks but eh. well i can officially tell you this i'm looking at the cubs roster at cubs.com and it is it, it Clint is officially Jackson Frazier. <laughs> it's it's right there. Jackson Frazier with a two sixteen average. <laughs> oh my God. Was that is real I mean, I don't get it. I, I I gotta find out the story about this. Well apparently that's the name that everybody on the team's been calling him anyway. It's just he didn't tell anybody publicly that that was the name he was going by none of this makes any sense yeah i'm gonna have, i'm gonna have to look into this more i saw that his uh fiance was tweeting or was uh, instagramming about it it's just like i don't know who i'm engaged to clinton jackson now's <laughs> your chance danny get in there i know i know um no i'm just into the fitness that's why i look at her instagram she gives a lot of great tips um i think it's a time in our conversation where we got to bring in a little effort to do a little yodeling um, here, why don't you come in here, Everett, um, Everett. Hey, Mr. Rockets. Hey, yeah. how you doing? You got, you got a yodel for us today? I sure can. Oh yeah, get me, bring it on. You see, I yodel and I'll eat a little The sweetest way of wrestling yet devised. Cause when I yodel it over you out of love. Why look at how them cows got hypnotized. He don't ride, he don't yell, still he's rising doggies well. Which ain't easy when you chaps who labeled XXXXL. If you're looking from above my point of view, I sure can yodel it over you out of love. Yodel it over you out of Oh, very nice. Very nice. You know, it's, it's really not a Sunranto Cubs chat without a bit of yodeling from uh, little Everett. Congratulations on your, your amazing talent. Um, but uh, right, let's get back to talking about the Cubs. That was a nice, uh, that was a nice palate cleanser. Um, the the, the uh, other thing that, I, that was kind of on my mind a little bit um, was the uh, – <sighs> I mean, I, I hate to bring it up again, but the, the whole Jason Hayward situation, that people are really kind of coming out here. I mean, Jed seems to make it sound like this is all David Ross, Ross is doing, that Rossi wants him in the lineup, so that's why it's happening every single day. Every time Jason Hayward's in the lineup, Twitter goes nuts. Clint Frazier's in the minor league. I mean, Jackson Frazier's in the minor leagues. Uh, to be right now because of Jason Hayward, they're just going to stick with him. Um, I, you know, the, the here's what infield fly girl brought up to me. She was going to come and co-host this with me, but she was called away for work. But I want to bring up what we were talking about. She and her Cubs, Cubs spiracy theory is that Jason Hayward is a patsy to take the heat off Jed. And, I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. If we just have a bad team, we could just all blame it on Jason Hayward and his contract, and then we're 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 saddled with this contract. There's nothing we can do right now. It's all Jason Hayward's fault, and you can't blame us for it. And I'm just wondering if anybody else has any opinions on that. If you think that they're just, they're just stand, setting him out there to be a sacrificial lamb for the narrative of the thing, because it's true. 
People complain about Jason Hayward way more than they can tr- claim, complain about Jed, who they're like, give him a chance with his own team. He's been here since 2012, people. So any opinions on, on all that? The next obvious shirt should be, it's all Jason Hayward's fault. <laughs> yeah, I, I want an, it's all Steve Bartman's fault. Sure. <laughs> it, it was it was Bartman's fault. I told that to Joe, and he's like, well, that's hilarious, but I don't know. You can't have that. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I know. I mean, I mean but, yeah, I, I think the I'm forever grateful for, you know, what he did when he was signed. Like, I understand he will never live up to the contracts and the speech was probably Oscar worthy, but it's time. Like it, he doesn't offer anything to this team anymore. He really doesn't. And he's not really, has there ever been talked about his leadership outside of the clubhouse? Like, I know he does a lot for the community. I understand that, but it just seems like Jason's just there. Like he's just there for the paycheck. And then he's there to do his thing in the lineup, which is crowned out, which he did in the extras. And of course it didn't come through. I'm just saying like, there's really no point to have this guy anymore. I mean, I, and I don't even know if his contract is even that much for the next like year and a half. Like if you DFA him, it's not like you're giving up that much. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to, I, I, I'm putting on my conspiracy theory hat. Like, I don't know what he has on the Ricketts or Jed Hoyer, but why is he still here? Yeah, well, and he, he paid for Ross's uh, suite in 2016. So true, true. You, you, you pay for a suite, you play. Um, <laughs> and uh, there's also Nelson Velasquez who played today. Uh, and hit a double, I believe, and um, nice you know, hobby slide too. Yeah, and, and a nice slide. I mean, th- he wasn't exactly hitting the cover off the ball during his minor league career. I mean, it's been okay. It's been pretty good. I mean, it's been fine. He had twenty home runs last year in all of his in all of uh, the, in the two teams, single uh, high A and double A. Um, and he was the fall league MVP. Yeah, well, exactly. He's been coming through. He's been coming up. I, I mean, I would just like to. I, I just think we'd all rather see what he can do because we already know that Jason Hayward can do nothing. And so I, I think that's fair to want at least the. I mean, we don't know. Maybe Nelson Velasquez ends up like being terrible. You know, we don't know. But let's find out. You know, right, I'd exactly. Rather- I mean, th- at this point in the season, we have to know what some of these young guys can do. Even if you know, like, deep down like they're not going to be part of the future just give them that chance because it now's the time to do it yeah you have an opportunity to have like basically an extended spring training even though we deserve better as cub fans uh what do you got on this nile young nile i i just have a bit of a silver lining from it all like no matter what happens with jason hayward whether they dfa him whether they leave him at the end of the day we all have a higher wins above replacement than he does that's the important part <laughs> I, I don't know about that. I, I, I think I'm at a 0.00. I've not won or lost any games for the Cubs, personally. Well, he's, got a, he's got a negative one, so, I mean, you yeah. still got one. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I think I'm more of like a slash, though. Like N, an, I'm more of an N-A. Really, we all are. Um, yeah, any any other uh, kind of th- thoughts on people's minds? Pretty in, uh, sad news about Ethan Roberts, but... Uh, I don't really know what to say about that, except for that it seems to kick the can down the road. They put Norris on the IL, which I don't no, makes nobody sad except for Daniel Norris because uh, his arm hurts. And um, 
uh, Adrian Sampson came back, who's actually been – I mean, didn't he pitch like five innings in a game the other day that kind of had gotten out of hand early and did really well? Um, so he's just another one of those pitch lab specials. I'm kind of uh, interested to see more of him. Uh, Swarmer I'm not quite as high on. Um, it, Sampson seems more like a real, real kind of deal. I don't know. What do you guys think about like, Justin Steele pitched today? It didn't go great. Um, they, they, I kind of, it's hard to like, I know Justin Steele's a lefty, all the rest are righties. They all kind of like lump in with me. Keegan Thompson's having a really awesome year, really almost the breakout of the situation. But these guys are all kind of coming through at the same time right now as, and it's going to be, I mean, so hit and miss because they're young and they're learning the league and they're learning how to pitch in the major leagues. And sometimes you see flashes of greatness out of some of these guys, like we've seen out of Keegan Thompson this year. I wouldn't say he came out of nowhere, but he came out of, I mean, he's not a top prospect of the, of the major leagues by any stretch. So I'm curious as to what people think about this kind of rotation of the future that seems to be homegrown and kind of full of a bunch of guys that all seem somewhat similar to me, you know, maybe high floor guys, but with lower ceiling, like less of a, I mean, less of a dynamic pitcher, more like, I mean, nobody's dialing it up there too high. Nobody's hitting 99 on the gun, you know? Uh, I think that like, this is, the last couple of seasons have made me such a pessimist about these things. Whenever a Cubs pitcher like Keegan Thompson starts doing really well and starts coming into his own, my first thought is always, he's going to be thrown in a, as a sweetener on a trade deal, isn't he? He's going somewhere because that's where my mind is at right now. I'd love to see a couple of them stick around and like really flesh out a good you know, Cubs rotation, but I can't think like that anymore. Well, you, you look at who they gave up for Quintana – who actually pitched pretty damn well against us today. So, uh, and he's been pitching well all year. Um, but it, you look at that tr- that trade where you give up Dylan Cease, and now with the White Sox, a bunch of years later, he got his feet wet in his first game, I think, in 2019 or something like that with the Sox. And then now he, he's been in the rotation. Now he's having a great year. So now he's I, – I mean, last I checked, he was anyway – um, but I, I wonder if that's the kind of pitcher we can kind of hope to have. That was the guy that we were all excited about before and sad to give up for Q. And now I wonder if, like, we're looking at more Dylan Ceases, maybe Sans, Sans porn stash. <laughs> I mean, I think it's kind of cool that the pitching lab is finally showing results. Um, what those results end up becoming in the next couple of years is still to be determined. But at least for the first time, we're seeing like, you know, at least a little bit of hope that they might have figured something out. I like the relievers that they've been able to develop. I think that's cool. So with Justin Steele and Keegan Thompson, I think it's nice that they went from middle relievers to now potential uh, back end of the rotation kind of guys. And that's where I'm at is that if Keegan Thompson and Justin Steele can end up becoming like maybe the fourth or fifth starters for the future of the Cubs, then hopefully that'll lean them to be like, okay, we got that. Now we just need to find the next, you know, the first two guys, like in the number one and number two, maybe that's one is through free agency and maybe one is through their farm system. 
Well, that's going to that's and that's what's going to cost you the money, the pitching. I mean, that's what's going to cost the big money. Well, and the other thing with the pitching, and you know, and the and the fact that they're bringing up these guys through our system, they need to budget. You know, for lack of a better word, budget. But they need to assume that every single one of these guys is going to have Tommy John surgery. Any plan that doesn't take that into account is just foolhardy. <laughs> that is a pretty good point. Uh, I'm not. Not Theo Epps, drunk. Oh, sorry, drunk Theo is in the room. Um, did you Did you watch a little state TV today, drunk Theo? <laughs> um, I I caught a little bit of state TV, and then I noticed it was on ESPN Plus too. But I didn't catch a whole lot. Just wanted to pop in, say hey, hashtag extend uh, VR, hashtag extend uh, Hayward. Um, <laughs> I know those are the hot button topics. Um, as far as pitching, um, keep the keep the kids up and just let them pitch. You, you have to. We're, we're not going anywhere. Keep Killian up. Keep Thompson up. Keep Steele up. Well, Killian's I, down now, I believe. Yeah, he's unless he, something changed. I, yeah, he's. I I don't know why they sent him down, but he unless they're trying to get his head on his shoulders. But you look at the the last start. Um, the interview was the most impressive thing that he gave after the start. I mean, he said all the right things. You know, he didn't appear shaken. It looks like he can handle it up here. So I think it's going to do worse by sending him down. But this team has no future right now. Just keep him up and, and see what you got. I'm not sold on Thompson. He's a, he's a, a four-inning guy, it, it seems, anymore. But... Again, with with not going anywhere, this is a this is a wasted season. So, do the best of it and see what you have. Do you think there's anything to the idea that if you like Killian in his last outing was it was pretty rough? Last two outings, he got roughed up by the Padres, went four innings, gave up five, walked five, and that's the thing. He walked five in two point one innings against Pittsburgh. <laughs> On Monday, and I think they—I don't know. Like maybe it's just like they got to—they want him to work on something well, that they don't want to show in a major league stage, or I don't know. I hate to say it, and I was expecting to get killed, and I think the only person that killed me was was Cody. Um, he's given a lot of Tyler Chatwood vibes. I mean, when we got Tyler Chatwood. He looked awesome, except he couldn't throw strikes. And yeah. it's the same thing with 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 Killian, except when we got Chatwood, we were somewhat competitive, and it hurt us. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to take too much out of the three outings right, right. that he's had. But no, I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, the walks are obviously a concern, but if you look – Back at his minor league, like this year, or let's even just take like last year, for example, uh, the strikeouts to walks. I mean, he had uh, 32 strikeouts in Eugene High A in 2021 to one walk. Yeah, phenomenal. So, yeah, I mean, so it's like, I, I don't think, I'm not, his, his strikeout to walk ratio is, I think, better than that. It's like, yeah, it's like ten to one, and then and, and uh, it's going to be worse in the majors. I mean, yeah, uh, or not not going to be, but it, it has been, and maybe it's maybe it's just that I mean, dudes in the minor leagues will swing at that pitch around the edges, and in the majors they won't. 
and maybe that's the difference because he he does that kind of effectively wild thing. So it's interesting that you you bring up Tyler Chatwood. God, I really hope it's not like that. But I hope um, not. Has any uh, last last thing? You know, has anyone maybe made a a Ricky Vaughn reference? Maybe he just needs glasses. Sorry, I was muted again. Uh, it it does kind of it does kind of look like that. Um, he, he he does kind of look like that guy. You know, it's kind of tall. Like if you yeah. put, put some glasses on him, he he could you know maybe pull off that same vibe. But you know, I I got a lot of hope for Caleb Killian just because of you know what he did do in the Arizona Fall League amongst uh, you know pretty talented players that he's facing there. He's rocketed through the minors. That's why. Maybe they just need to to work with them on something specific that they're seeing um, at the major league level to to get the walks down before they just keep exposing him. Like, never makes sense to me. Like, I'm like, well, what's the difference? Just let him come up and practice instead of being down there in practice. It doesn't matter if we win anyway. So, but maybe yeah. I mean, I'm on the same boat. Like after like I was pretty frustrated on when he first went against the Pirates, but at the same time, I think it's just best not to rush him and if he has like a mechanic issue just get that figured out and possibly after the trade deadline he'll be up here for good so then you can just see what he has after that so why would he be up for good after the trade deadline because which which cubs pitchers in the rotation like smiley or smiley because i feel like they'll come back i mean like i said i i just i i this is the one guy in the rotation or their potential future rotation that you can't not mess up. So if there's something mechanical going going on, I just don't really see like the point until he, you know, maybe get like one start at AAA or two and see what he has. But I, I'd, I'd be okay if after the trade deadline he comes back up. If it takes that long, I, that like I said, you just don't want him to feel like there's, you know he has nothing going for him like command wise and just have him go up to the major league level and be like, just figure it out. Yeah. Well, I, I agree with that, Mark. And it, and I think the, I, I think the thing with somebody like Killian that maybe we were hoping for, because that's the Chris Bryant trade, right? So it's, we're thinking, oh, we've got the stud. He's about ready. He had a no hitter or a perfect game in the Arizona Fall League. He's incredible. And I think we were just hoping that he would come up and just impress the hell out of us and just make himself a mainstay on the team, never go back down. We got ourselves a new stud. Like, here's our cinder guard. Like, we did it finally. We developed pitching and it, it, just didn't start that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we want to see results. Like, don't get me wrong. I would love to see more consistent results. But at the same time, like, it's just not realistic like that. Every time a top prospect comes up, it's just it's going to take time. And this year's kind of like, you know, we kind of have to take what we can get. Well, yeah, and, and there's some bright spots like Morel that was came kind of came out of nowhere and impressed us. And if you think about it, Wilson Contreras was very much that way when he first came up. I don't think anybody was expecting him. We were still talking about Miguel Amayas, the catcher of the future, even when um, Contreras came up. Uh, uh, he was even deeper down. Um, Bernie's in the room. Uh, Bernie, uh, hi. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are I'm in you? a bad mood. I'm in a bad mood. Uh, I'm sorry. Hopefully we can put you in a better one. What's going on? <laughs> when we get another W, um, 
you know, for Caleb Killian, I just felt so bad for Mother Day. Last year, didn't um, Thompson and Steele, didn't they, like, when they started, they were doing, um, they didn't start. They would come in later. Yeah, and, like and long, did, long relievers yeah. or let them pitch one time through the order each, and they'd piggyback each other. Why couldn't they do that to Caleb? I mean, they should, unless uh, they didn't have a starter. They ended up doing it <laughs> just because he was bad, and they had to go get him. But um, they ended up doing that on uh, – I, I believe that was the game that – was that Monday's game? I'm going to look it up. That uh, Killian started, and then in came um, – God, I'm getting them all mixed up because we all got – we got all new guys now. And then um, – what's his name came in? The guy they just brought back up. Oh, no, it wasn't. Oh, that was Mills. Mills. Okay. Mills came yeah, in. I was wrong. So who, who am I thinking of? The guy they just brought back. Adrian uh, Sampson. Adrian okay. Sampson, yeah. Yeah, there you go. And, you know, the funny thing is they all kind of look the same to all these guys. I'm like, oh, it's another, like, kind of nondescript white guy who could pitch. Like, they're all the same. Um, but, uh, yeah, they ended up doing that with Mills. And Mills was supposed to be in the long man in conversation for the rotation. And he's another one I kind of forgot about. They, I guess he'll take some starts, but... I mean, he's got that no-hitter from 2020, but it's never been great with him. He's okay, injury problems now. Um, but he's another one you could throw into that Adrian Sampson, Alec Mills, Justin Steele, uh, Caleb Killian. I mean, is just just throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks? Yeah. Kind of situation. I mean, they were in the game. They could have won this game, but what – I mean, why didn't they – what did you guys see today that they messed up on? And what happened at the beginning of the game when they were looking? I don't know. They stopped playing the game. Something happened. Well, they they just their defense is pretty t- horrible. It and, is horrible. And I, I even last night uh, they weren't making plays. That there was that it was a blowout, but they let the Pirates at least score a bunch of runs at the end. Because they weren't making plays. And that was behind Daniel Norris, who ended up getting injured, but who hasn't pitching, been pitching great anyway. But today, I mean, they booted away a few. And as they kept booting him away, then you're letting your pitcher uh, pitch further into the inning. There's more uh, you know, pressure on him with runners on. And, and it was – the infield was just atrocious today. And um, I don't know. you got to wonder, like, what, what – how much of this do you put on Ross? I mean, are, are they just, I mean, maybe they need more time to get good at playing baseball, but you'd think that they would be good by now. I don't know. Wisdom's been at it for 31 years. Hey, well, he had a good catch today. But he also I booted mean, one. An easy catch. Yeah, that's true. But you know what? The Pirates suck, too. They've only won a couple more games than the Cubs. Yeah, but they just have a better, they got, yeah. Whereas we do, they've got good prospects that are going to be a part of their team and are really good players, and we don't really have that. I mean, we have Christopher Morrell, yeah. and that's it. And uh, you know, and 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 he was an unexpected person. Some of these other guys are top prospects, like top prospects in the majors, not just on the Cubs. So it's like we got two teams going two different directions. Um, I don't know. They, they looked like fun. I mean, I was at that game Tuesday, and I'm kind of. Looking at this Pirates team and they're they're playing We Are Family over the loudspeakers and I was like oh I could see this being kind of a little fun team with Key Brian Hayes and uh, 
and uh, the the new guy. Um, so um, O'Neal. O'Neal, yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, this could be a fun team, and they got the guy from Chicago, um, Slowinski oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Anyhow, um, this is but not a, a pirate show. More Cubs come to the games when they suck. Like I was the game Sunday; it was pretty packed. Yeah. I, well, the weather's like, good. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was too hot there. But um, but all I have to say is that, you know, David Bodie's coming back. Don't forget. That's all. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for reminding us of that. Um, I mean, and, you know, what? where does I, – I really believe that David Bodie keeps getting fake injured. Like, the last time he got injured was, like, his – like, he just, like, felt faint. He's just a little lightheaded. And – and then um, they put him back on the IL, and he was supposed to come back, and it was going to be a procedural move where they had to bring him back. And then I really think that they're trying to work out a deal for a VR. Just they're showcasing a bunch of these like middle infields, even your Andrelton Simmons, um, who they it, maybe not inexplicably pinch hit for today because I don't think. Andrelton Simmons is a good hitter either. I mean, you put Jay Hay, I guess you play their shitty lefty hitter instead of your shitty righty, hit, righty hitter. I don't know. That's what they did. Didn't work. Um, but they, um, they they got it. They're showcasing all these guys for a trade. And then they already locked up Bodie, so they'll just hide him down in the minors as long as they can with fake injuries. And then when they can finally work out a trade, then they'll bring Bodie back up because he'll miraculously be healed from whatever was ailing him is my Dr. Gonzo opinion on this entire thing. Um, what else do pe- people have? Any any other topics you guys want to cover? I'm, I got Bleacher Bump Band rehearsal tonight, so I got to get going pretty soon. I have a small, but... I have a small thing. Yeah. Um, Shoot. Nico Horner had a three-hit game, and I feel like people aren't talking about him as much just because of like how sucky the whole team has been, but I thought he's been doing – I've always been a fan of him, and I think this year he's taken a big step forward – whether that means he's like the future shortstop second baseman of the next great Cubs team, I don't know, but I think it's important that he's been doing well this year. Absolutely. I mean, you know, cheap. He probably now talk about somebody that maybe came up too early. Uh, he came up, was it 2019 or when everybody got hurt? Or was yeah, it yeah, when Baez got hurt in 2019? Yeah. So, I mean, they were just out of players at that point and they rocked him up he was already the minor league season was over and then they, they got him off the couch and made him come play at Wrigley there's and so talk about somebody that kind of thrust into it he came back and you remember this spring was like best shape of your life Nico Horner um and so he came up pretty muscular had a little bit of injury situation but it didn't seem to affect him too much he's uh he does have three home runs on the year. Uh, you'd like to see him hit for a little more more power. I wouldn't. I, I'd like to see him hit more doubles. You know, he's got only six doubles on the year. Where uh, I mean, even Seiya Suzuki, who has like fifty less at bats than Nico Horner, has twelve doubles. He's got double the doubles, literally double. <laughs> so uh, I mean, and so the batting average is there. He's a singles guy. 312 OBP. I mean, it's like you're not going to get too excited about it, but it's, but yeah, I agree that it's like if you, if once again, a role player, another, you know, in the middle of the lineup, role player, good bench bat, can switch them in, switch them out, play a couple spots, 
you know, that's Nico. I don't think he's the shortstop that the Cubs fans deserve. Um, no, no, I, I don't think he's going to be the – I I would love it if, like, they could go after, like, one of the big shortstops in the offseason, but that's up to the Ricketts to spend money. Um, yes. But I genuinely believe that if he continues on this path, he can – you know, you're, you're right, be a good role player. Or I've always liked his defense at second base. I think he's, I mean, he was a gold glove finalist in 2020. So, like, he definitely can play that position. Um, and he can play center field as well. So there's definitely some value to him being a part of the future. Yeah. I mean, I love Nico. It's just like, I I, I wouldn't call him, you know, a, a star of the team. But, yeah, do you want him to keep, like, being a consistent player that can stay on the field and, help you out but i feel like he's the same as like david Bodie. i feel like you know he's the same as a, like all the guys we have just kind of contact bats and really nobody to get the big fly to drive them in except for just you know got two i guess wilson and wisdom then the, the there's your there's your bashers but it's it's just not enough to to get through but yeah i mean i, I like nico he's just he doesn't particularly excite me crawley is a speaker how you doing, Crowley? From the Fly the podcast. John, you got to unmute yourself. Uh, maybe you can't hear. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know if Crowley's My mic's on, on now. I'm All pissed. Right, I, don't even know how to, I don't even know how to work Twitter. I'm so pissed at that shit show. <laughs> at, at the game? You're, you're, you still care about who wins? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't care who wins. I care about the development of young pitching. And you're going to sit here and, and, and you're killing these guys' confidence with who the – I'm pissed at Jed and I'm pissed at David for making me miss David Bodie. I'm, I'm, I, I have a bus ticket for Viarta wherever he wants to go. I don't want to see – I, I want to see his glove burned in a barrel. I, I want yeah. that thing gone. I, want, I do not want to see – I do not want to see – Jonathan VR put a glove on ever again in a Cubs uniform. Absolutely ridiculous. And it, here's the thing butcher. you're looking at. He's a butcher, and that was the game against Caleb Killian. He screwed up a couple plays in that second that kind of started that. These are young pitchers. They're not John Lester. They're not, uh, you know, wh- whoever, you know, the guy with the two eyes. I'm so pissed off. The two different colored eyes. Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer. It's not these type of, you know, veteran pitchers. These are young guys, and they can kind of get a little bit rattled or try to – then all of a sudden try to get too fine if they don't trust the defense behind them. And you had Jonathan BR. You could have seen, this could have been, in, in my opinion, this could have been the way that he was pitching. Justin Steele could have gone at least seven to eight innings if he didn't have to get six out every damn inning. And here's the thing. Both Justin Steele and Caleb Killian, or not Caleb Killian, uh, Keegan Thompson, are guys that were kind of pegged more as like a, Long, like, you know, a piggyback type role. You're starting to put more miles on these guys than you really wanted to ideally doing, right? And so they're going to get hurt. They're, that's my concern right here is they're going to get hey, hurt. Danny, I don't, I don't care about, about the wins. And, I don't care about the wins probably. or losses. I just don't want these guys getting hurt because these, they're trying to, you know, these guys are in the middle of innings and they're high stress inning now because you've let them all come on to base. Uh, people are saying uh, Cub Drug has said he couldn't hear couldn't hear Crawley. I can hear Crawley just fine. So let me, if anybody else can't hear him, let me know. You can hear us, Crawley. Yeah, I hear you guys. All right, cool. All right, cool. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, so um, 
No, I agree. And and it's been the, that's the same thing that we've been seeing all year when just the starters, even the ones that you were hoping were going to go deeper into games like Kyle Hendricks and Marcus Stroman and Wade Miley and all end up either sucking or on the shelf. And so you're at, that's why you're even asking your long relievers to do a little bit more heavy lifting, but they were already doing heavy lifting because they were filling in the innings for the guys that couldn't go deep into the games. So it was just short to begin with and it got shorter. And, um, and then you worry about like, does this team even have middle relievers? I feel like Rowan Wick used to be considered a middle reliever. Now he's like a two-inning guy, like minimum, because they just need him to. And so what does that look like? Now he's going to get hurt. You know, like these guys aren't built for this. And uh, It's a domino effect is what you're dealing with. And yeah. that's, that, that's, that's where you start really kind of getting frustrated with the situation. And I don't understand why Jason Hayward got three out of the four starts in this game. I don't understand why Jonathan VR, especially with young pitchers, is out there playing defense. I don't understand. You know, I, I'm looking at David Ross, and I'm, I'm getting frustrated. And how is it that this defense is still this bad? I don't know. Do they take, you know, I usually am at Lucky Door for a little while before the game. I'm not in there, you know. If you know the Cubs, they take their batting practice, and then usually when you get into the ballpark, if you get there early enough, you know the Cubs are usually finishing up, the other team's coming out, etc. I don't know what they do as far as infield practice or something, but this just looks like garbage. This looks awful. Yeah, I, I mean, do they even practice after spring training? I mean, is, is, is that something that teams do anymore? I remember them coming out and taking grounders and stuff back in the day, uh, like as a kid, but do they do, they do that that much? anymore or are you just expected to be able to play hey danny I, i'm just saying if you can't do it you might as well start practicing it what are these guys getting paid to do these coaches well no i know i'm just saying like i mean do they even do it like do any teams do it or is it, it, it or is that just a ship that has sailed like they're after spring training you don't practice anymore you just you take a little bp you, t- you know that's about it i don't know if they take infield anymore because the way they make it sound like coom dog it seems like it's totally different than it used to be I think it used to be team-oriented. Everybody was out there, and everybody did it a certain way. But I've seen plenty of times where guys just come out, and maybe it's just one or two guys working with a coach. I've seen that. Yeah, 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 I've seen that just on the side. Or, like, you'll see all the pitchers, all the relievers, just kind of, like, all setting up in a row, throwing to, to all the different catchers, too. You'll see that. I guess people working on side stuff just on the side of the field. But, yeah, I mean, it, no, they're all butchers. It's been like this all year. Tom, you clean up the defense, I think you could at least throw a couple more games in the win co- column. You clean up the running and the defense, you def- you might be a 500 baseball team. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just so frustrating, just the amount of – and there's a lot of stuff that if you're watching the game, it may not show up in the box score. So just a lot of, like, missed cutoff, man. That's not going to show up in the box score, you know what I mean? Uh, there was, I think, one where it was Justin Steele, which is a younger player, but he wasn't covering, and Wilson had to bust his ass to try to cover uh, a ball that got past Wisdom. Just stuff like that. It's just little things. It just looks bad. The whole product looks bad. And and you cannot have a team that just doesn't have the talent and then st- and not play fundamental baseball. Like, if you're not that great, if you don't have a bunch of all-stars on this team, then you have to play the fundamental baseball, and they're not doing that either. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and if you – if you can't make the routine plays, you're not get, you're not going to go very far. You have to get the outs that are given to you, and if you can't do it, you 
then you're going to give up a lot of extra runs because, man, it, it just everything can change with one pitch, one play, and all of a sudden the inning just gets out of hand. And we saw that today. And we saw it because we got our ass kicked a lot by the Pirates this week. Uh, I mean, no, we kicked their ass once, but they kicked our ass twice. <laughs> it was very embarrassing. I think I said it on the Ranters, and I, I, I and and uh, we, we're dropping a new fly the W tomorrow, um, where I talk about it more specifically. But this is I, the next episode that we have is actually called "Ships Passing in the Night," because if you remember when the Cubs sucked in 2012, 2013, 2014, the Pirates had a good team with Starlin Marte and Andrew McCutcheon and all those guys. Remember the Pirates went three years in a row. You're talking 13, 14, 15. To the wild card game and the Cubs with Jake Arrieta and Schwarber putting one in the Allegheny they're the ones that knocked the Pirates in the basement after that the Pirates fell apart and they've been that bad you know since 2016 yeah but but those guys now you look at the studs that they have coming up right now it's not the same this is this is the Cubs are descending and the Pirates are ascending and yeah. it's just hard for us mentally to understand, but go base by base and ask, ask yourself, would you rather have who the, who the Pirates have in that spot? When you look at O'Neill Cruz, I mean, that guy looks like a stud. Bly Madris, yeah. Key Brian Hayes, Brian Reynolds, Jack Sawinski. I think Jack Sawinski's leading uh, rookies in home runs. I mean, <laughs> they're a young, up-and-coming team. They're not, you know, the pitching. The only reason the Cubs got that game that they got is because Zach Thompson had a forearm injury. That was Jack Eichenhoff or whatever, and he's just a journeyman. They just need yeah. a body to throw out there. I yeah. mean, you're lucky you took one of four. Yeah, yeah, because it was supposed to be the uh, Thompson twins on on Wednesday for that game. <laughs> oh, I was so disappointed that didn't happen, and Eikhoff went out there, and it was his first start since like 2015 or 16 <laughs> or something. Like, I'm like <laughs> they, they literally grabbed him off the corner and be like, "Hey, do you still pitch? <laughs> Get up there." <laughs> it was oh, God. I don't know, Danny. I, I, like like I said though, but there's a mental stigma of looking up at the Pirates in the division column. That's just where I'm at right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, and well, and hey, I'd actually rather look up at the Pirates because they never do shit, and I feel bad for their fans. So uh, way more than the Brewers fans or the Cardinals fans because they're like pretty much just atop the division, not worried about anybody else in our their division, just each other because we're on, all the other teams are relatively uncompetitive, especially us. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Reds came and started doing some shit to us too because last time we talked to my friend Billy DeVore. Uh, from the new Nasty Boys podcast, he was like super excited about dudes they have coming in right now, and we don't we're we don't have that yet. Our nope. dudes are in single A, so we're, we're waiting for your P. Crow Armstrongs who are still riding the bus. So, um, I don't and know. If, in case anybody's interested, P. Crow Armstrongs uh, still recovering from injury, but the South Bend Cubs are on at six thirty on marquee. So you got Brendan King on the call, and you got Max Thomas. So. You could see, you know, you, you could try to get some hope and try to wash that bad taste of today's game out of your mouth. Yeah, well, you better have hope in the long view. Most people don't have that kind of patience in the United States. Um, <laughs> I, uh, and to, I will not be watching that, A, because I will not pay for Marquee Network, <laughs> and B, because uh, Bleacher Bum Band is going to be rehearsing tonight, and I actually got a roll real soon because um, we got rehearsal. And um, we're getting ready for a gig on the second seconds of July at four o'clock before the Cubs play the Red Sox. So everybody should come out to that. It's free, even if you're not going to the game. 
I probably won't go to the game either. I'd say we just hang out and watch it either there at Output Lounge um, where the gig is or we, uh, you know, go down to Nisei Lounge where we drink for relatively cheap and have a good time. And um, I don't know, let's just make a Saturday of it. A lot of Red Sox fans will be in town, so I bet you it's going to be a good party. The, those people are crazy too. So well, The other thing you want to take a look at is those Red Sox fans are going to go more to the tourist bars. So if you're planning on going down there, Output is a great little oasis where you can get some of the best wings in Chicago that are just phenomenal. So you can eat, you can drink, and then you can rock. Yeah, well, and you rock for free. They'll charge you for the wings and the beer, but uh, that's to be expected. But, um, yeah, that, that and uh, I guess also we'll be doing another Sun Ranto show on Monday night at uh, 8 p.m. Central, and we'll talk all about the Cardinals series. We got Dennis, the Cardinals fan, coming on to probably gloat about sweeping us, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, it doesn't look too promising. That The Cardinals have been hot. They're in first place, and then you got – uh, we also got the Reds coming to town. So uh, Billy DeVore uh, from the New Nasty Boys is coming on the show, and he's going to unveil a brand-new Cup Snake shirt that he made Ooh. with his company. So, And we'll preview the Reds. So you don't want to miss that Monday night. That'll be a good time. And uh, in the meantime, I love these space, man. I love hearing from everybody, and I, and, uh, you know, I, just, I, I just think it's fun. It's like – Letting everybody make a podcast with me. That's what it feels like. And uh, I am recording this, uh, this whole thing. It'll be on Twitter and shareable. And also, I'm going to um, mix it down and release it to our Patreon supporters who support us at patreon.com slash sunranto. So if you don't already support us at Patreon, uh, you, can, uh, you can do that and get this show for free with no advertising on it because I slap ads on everything else. But um, anyway, that's uh, that's pretty much, I think, where we should leave it. I got to go rock. I got to get ready to rock. So Do your thing, rock star. So, yeah, so uh, so Cardinals, uh, <laughs> as long as I got – we got a bunch of people on here. Why don't we, we uh, finish off that everybody's a speaker here. Uh, let me know your opinion of what do you think is going to happen this weekend. I'm, I'm going to say Cubs get swept. Swept. I'm going to say the Cubs take one of three. Which one? Any? I kind of got a feeling uh, Jack Flaherty's making a start. He's only made two starts uh, since coming off the IL. And so I kind of got a feeling that like he may only go three, four innings. So you may be able to kind of sneak one out there. All right. So Sunday, the Sunday game, I believe. Correct. I think we're somehow going to find a way to lose four out of these three games. I don't know how we're <laughs> going to blow it twice at once, but it's going to happen. Oh yeah, no, I've seen I've seen games where we lost twice in one game. I've definitely seen that. <laughs> oh, uh, Bernie, what do you got? I, I don't know, Bernie. Oh, so, oh what I, you, I I say I say one, but I like more. But it's one. Well, we'd all like more. I I'd love to. Well, here's my one bit of hope about it is that, you know, we did play the Braves tough. And I don't know what that was all about, but they did it. So it's not like and, they and, can't and, do it. You know? under, understand, too, that the Cardinals are coming out with a, from a big heavyweight match with Milwaukee. They did four games in Milwaukee where they were beating up on each other. 
Uh, so maybe they come down and there's a little bit of a letdown. You know what I mean? Well, that's true, too, and because the Cardinals, they, I don't know what happened today in the game. They might still be playing, actually. Um, but the, the Cardinals did win two of those games in Milwaukee, so, the last two of them. So I, I, maybe it hinges, you think, at all on what happens today and what kind of momentum is coming from the that? Brewers, the Brewers won 6-4. to four. Today, they did. Today they All right, so so they split it, yeah. So they little little knockdown. Like I said, like a five. heavyweight battle, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's maybe it's the tomorrow game that we could get with Hendo on the mound because they got uh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, how, how about TBD? Tittles, Baron Dingleberry. We're how hearing that it's I'm Alec. Just... We're hearing it's Alec Mills against Mikolas. Uh, could you maybe try hearing something different? Could you listen to some different rumors? <laughs> I'd like it to be someone else. If if you could hear something, maybe there's a little I'll, bit more agreeable. I'll try to get some. I'll try to get some of the wax out tonight. See what happens. Yeah, Swarmers going Sunday against Flaherty. So yeah, I mean that's why I think we'll get swept. I mean I'm looking at that. Like you even have Keegan Thompson going. So um, all right. Well, uh, all right. Thanks for everybody showing up. This was fun. We'll definitely do it again, probably sometime this weekend uh, with the Cardinals. Maybe we'll go Sunday after the game. Everybody's hanging out, and, it's, and we could all commiserate yet once again. So, uh, Spagog, y'all. We'll talk to you Thank later. Thank you. Spagog. Spookog. Spookog. Or go Cubs. Backwards. The Sun Ranto Show is always brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers, who we call the Super Ranters. Uh, who are the Super Ranters? Well, Super Ranters, they have their own RSS feed, and they get the show early and ad-free delivered to their inbox or podcatcher. They get bonus content, uh, for example, like the recording of our ColorCast conversations. Uh, they get exclusive access to the Sun Ranto Super Ranters Facebook page and our private Discord channel, uh, which we've been using a fair amount this season. Our Patreon patrons are also eligible for all our Sun Ranto contests, like the Super Ranter of the Month and uh, Sun Ranto Scavenger Hunts, which we'll get to later on in the year once the weather finally gets better. Um, there's perks at every level $5 Super Ranters get to hear all the Cubs parody songs before the rest of the world $10 Super Ranters are recognized by name at the end of our shows and have access to our Cubs uh, daily shows which are are called Sun Ranto Singles Uh, at $12 you get the Rancher calendar every year and uh you can even place an advertisement about anything you want at some of the higher levels. So uh, the most important thing is we like to give back to our community here in Chicago. So 10% of all of our Patreon money goes directly to the Lost Boys Baseball Club, which uses baseball to help decrease violence and improve the social conditions for young people in Chicago. It is one of Sunranto's main missions to serve our community here. Here's the thing. It costs a lot of money and time for us to produce a great Cubs fan show and, frankly, a penny a download from our podcast advertisers like gambling syndicates and dick pill companies. It's just not enough to keep Sunranto on the air. We have hosting fees, streaming fees, equipment, tickets, batteries, guitar strings. Well, it all just adds up. So become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto and become a part of our Patreon family for the 2022 season and beyond. Help us produce the Sunranto show. You know, if you would buy each of us a $12 beer at Wrigley just for doing the Sunranto show, then join at the $3 level. That's 3 bucks a month. We each get a beer at Wrigley a year. Patreon.com slash Sunranto is where you sign up. That's Patreon.com slash Sunranto, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. 
Subscribe today and you'll never have to hear me ask you to become a Patreon patron again because the show will be ad-free. Stop making me waste your time. Sign up for as little as a dollar a month. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Please join us today. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and hate your favorite team. So a rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social media. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in sportsdrink. That's spelled like sports drink, but without vowels. S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use indeed the better it gets and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com match just go to indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? 
or the friends you find along the way. Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are, too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.